I have given you all authority to take out the enemy. You are to conquer and subdue him. Satan has no reign and no rule and no authority within people's lives. God, you search my heart and thoughts. Make sure that I am lined up in your word, Lord. Nothing can come in and hinder what God wants to do. We're right. We're armed. We're dangerous. We're ready to go in. We have keys to bring massive amounts of people into the kingdom of God. Hi, I'm Angela Greenick. I have a new book and DVD coming out, and it's called Power and Authority Over Darkness. Listen, the darkness has invaded the land, and God has released a clarion sound all over the world, and the army of God is coming alive. But we have weapons of mass destruction that he is calling us to step into. For too long, darkness has slowly seeped and creeped into the very fabric of our homes, our children. You can't turn to the left or to the right and the enemy has got his face into everything. And so I wanted to write this book to remind you as the body of Christ that you have great power, which is dunamis out of Acts 1-8, and that poof hits. And he says, well, when you have that power, everything starts to shift and you step into what God says is your next realm. And that is the ecclesia, the authority of God. When you have power, you are saved. And if you are really blessed and get that fire of the baptism and the water baptism of the Holy Spirit, you have power. But then when you want to step in and start to really see miracle signs and wonders and creativity get released, you step into the authority. I call it like zipping and unzipping and you step over and then you realize that you're on a different field because you have stepped into the authority that Jesus Christ gave us when he died on that cross. And God is calling for us now. We have got to step into the authority. For too long, things have just kind of seeped through or, you know, they've fallen through. And the Lord said, my sons and daughters, you have got to have a mindset for war. He's after our children. Um, I want to take a second here and read some of the things out of the book that I've written. I really believe that this book is going to be a game changer. Some of the people that have read the book, but also now with the DVD, they're like, I've never heard of some of this. And I said, yeah, because there are those who are called into different streams and different rivers that release the seas and the crashing of the waves of God's glory. And mine is spiritual warfare. And I believe that there's an army that's out there. I hear the Lord saying, Lazarus, rise up right now because you have been beat down. People have said that, you know, warfare is not anymore. It's not for today. When you go into pray, they don't understand it. But the Lord said, you are called for such a time as this. And as I say that, I feel like right now we just are going to pray. Father, right now I want to release the wind and the fire and the rain. And I speak to that Lazarus, to the dead bones that you will rise up. You will come together and be the army of God. Lord, get them equipped, get them armed, get them dangerous with the power and the authority that you have given them all, we already have it within us. And I just thank you ahead of time in Jesus' powerful and mighty name. Amen. The Lord says that we have got to start to have a mindset for war. And Mark 16, uh, verse 17 and 18, King James Version, it decrees this, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. 
um, and devils. So I'm going to say that again. God says, when you operate in my name, not your name, but in my name, God says that you're going to cast out demons. You will speak with a new tongue. He said, whether it's the serpent, which we know is the snake, he said, um, and you'll drink any deadly thing. It will not hurt you. He says, you're going to go pray, lay hands on the sick and that they will recover. These are the blessings of God. And so I want to take a few minutes here and I want to jump into the book because again, for the DVD, we're in a timeline and it is a prophetic timeline of God. And so I want to start out today, Jesus, here we go, to have the mindset for war. He said, there are many weapons that you have in an arsenal. Um, for warfare. Second Corinthians 10, three through five decrees this. It speaks of how we must pull down the stronghold. And so it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not wage war in the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty and powerful through the pulling down of a stronghold. Can I tell you right now, a stronghold has something that has you bound. God says, but you have, it's time to pull down these strongholds, casting down strong imaginations and anything and everything that would lift itself up and exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring, here's the key, and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. I want to take a second here because when I started to really dive in and really start to pray, God started bringing revelation. And so the word cardinal means to be worldly of the flesh, not of the spirit. Many of God's sons and daughters, listen, you guys love God, you're saved, but there are areas in your mind that are cardinal. They're worldly. We live in a society today where there's so much compromise. And a little leaven, God says in the Galatians, leavens the whole lump. That little bit of gangrene starts to spread very, very quickly. And he says, there is a battle that is raging between the mind and between the spirit. And we are born into a carnal world, but God's the rook of his spirit breathed into us. And every day we must continue to be washed in the word. Romans 12, one and two are, I believe, so key in the times from day one to where we are today, because we are to crucify the flesh and we are to renew our mind. And again, with the world and the way everything is moving so quickly, now everything is moving quickly, our minds have to be focused on the word of the living God and to be able to start to see things the way they really are. He says, you have to remind them that you have all authority in my name. And um, I love this Luke 10, 17 to 20. And he says, and again, they returned again back saying, Lord, even the demons are subject unto us through your name. And Jesus said unto them, I, he says, I beheld Satan has fallen like lightning from the sky. He said, but behold, tell them, I give you power over the enemy and nothing. And I mean, nothing shall hurt you by any means. And I always say this, but, um, to pray that there would be many that would have their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Can I tell you, when I got this verse many, many years ago, it was like um, a vision. It was like, uh, like I was wearing glasses and I couldn't see out of the glasses. Then I put on these glasses and I was like, whoa, Lord, I am getting what you're saying. Because Jesus here is talking to the disciples. He wants us to know the power and the authority that they had, that everything was possible. I don't know about you, but I know in my heart that I want to see everyone set free. I want to see those in great darkness come into the light of Jesus Christ. You have to remember that we have... Um, in James 4, 7, it says, but you must resist the devil and he will flee. And um, that's where um, a lot of us are at right now. 
And he says, but you have two different weapons of mass destruction. You have defensive and offensive weapons of prayer. I will say this to you, prayer is like, to me, it is gas. If I have a car, which I do, and if my car is on empty, I'm not going anywhere. And I really believe that that's what prayer is. Prayer is like putting gas in the gas tank of your heart and you're able to move obstacles out of the way because my prayer force is my air force. My job is to annihilate second heaven, get up into heaven like Michael did in the book of Daniel and bring down answers to God. Your defense is the active power of defending or guarding against attack or against danger to protect. And as a parent, my job is to defend and guard my children with everything that is within me. But an offensive is the attitude of position or attack. It's very hostile. It's action by armed force. See, we are armed and dangerous. God says we have those weapons that are within us to do a deliverance at any time. It's not complicated, he says. He says, you know, and I can tell you this, I've never had two deliverances that were the same. The enemy always says, you know, he's got like 10 uh, cards up his sleeves, you know, but only one of those cards is for that time. And for some of you out there, this is a real um, revelation, but don't ever go on the enemy's playground unless God's called you to. When he first called me to go into Pakistan, I knew it was going to be dangerous being a, a, a woman from America. And uh, But you know what? I heard a voice of God tell me to go. And when I went, we had extraordinary miracles, miracles that I had been waiting to see, like my whole life that I was saved. I was like, God, you said the blind would see. Lord, you said ears would hear. And when we went the very first time on uh, May 5th of uh, 20, 2005, as soon as I went to my first meeting in Pakistan, we had people had their eyes were healed, ears. I was like just overwhelmed by the presence of God. And he said, I told you at the right time, everything would come in together. And I realize now it was all those years of prayer and waiting. So many of us have been waiting, but the Lord said, this is our timing. And that's why James 4, 7 is our key today. We've got to resist the devil. He will flee. Some of you have great destiny that's been stolen like Lazarus, but God says, I've told you to come out of those death clothes. It's time to arise up and to move into my presence. The Lord says, I do know that the one thing that we all know in ministry, as especially as a pastor, is that we are fighting for three levels. The first is salvation. The second is intercession for others. And the third is deliverance or exorcism. Of course, we know salvation is to have those become out of darkness into the light and to have their names written in the Lamb's book of life. And then the second is the intercession, and that is a great weapon of mass destruction. And that is to see people that have been sick, for families to be restored. And I learned um, when I started this journey uh, many, many, back in 1998, it's uh, 2019 right now. But when I began in this journey, I knew I was fighting for other people. And I didn't understand why people weren't being saved or I didn't understand why people weren't being healed and sick because the word decreed that. It said, go lay hands on the sick, they will recover. And then, of course, deliverance. And I remember many years ago talking about, well, I think that person, you know, needs a deliverance. And they're like, uh, no, no. That was for the Bible of the church back then. But all these years later, 
sadly to say, but some people still don't believe in deliverance ministry. I know that it's had a bad rap, if you will. Um, but, you know, God says, freely I've given you, so freely receive. And, you know, my thing is I was delivered from legions of great darkness and brought into the light. And God wants to release that for his sons and daughters right now. And, you know, again, when God calls us, we go. But I, I just say this from myself. Number one, I never speak to a demon because, first of all, um, they're liars. So why would I listen to the lie? You know, I want to take a second here. In the book of Genesis 3, where Adam and Eve are in the garden and God had created them, created the world, and they were there and there were two trees. And that book will be, and DVDs coming up on just that subject alone. But there were a couple keys. And he said, and the serpent you know, comes in. Satan came in. Um, he's a fallen angel. He was up in heaven and was a worshiper of God, was one of the, you know, major um, heavy hitters in the kingdom with Michael and Gabriel and other the angels. And um, he was cast down because he wanted to rise himself up. But in the garden, he goes to Eve and he seduces her and said, but can you not eat of any of these trees? There's a word for someone right now. And so what ends up happening is he um, he's a shapeshifter. So he shifts and shapes and she has the piece of fruit and she eats it. And when she did, bam, everything shifted in the spirit realm. And we have five senses in the body. And she saw, she smelled, she heard, she touched. Uh, it, so uh, I'm going to go back into that in a minute. So again, there's the five senses because I kept thinking, Lord, she saw, she smelled, she tasted, she heard, and she touched. And I thought, Lord, Lord, that's where the enemy is still playing at today. And the Lord says, you know, when you're dealing with Satan, because this is the book and the, what right now what we're talking about on the DVD, and it has to do with um, the pentagram goes right back into the garden. And Satan had Eve take of the fruit, to her husband ate it, and they realized that they were naked and they hid themselves and covered themselves. And God comes to them to walk with them in the day and said, where art thou? And they said, we have hidden ourselves um, because they knew that they were naked. And the father said, who told you that you were naked? And I want to say this today. Who told you that you couldn't do deliverance? Who, who told you that you didn't have an, a power and authority to do, to raise the dead, to um, see demons cast out and to see people healed and restored? And we have to keep going back throughout this DVD. Everything goes back into the garden because the enemy is still lying. He's twisting and he wants us to see. He wants us to hear and to touch and to feel and to go by our emotions. But, you know, we know we're spirit, soul and body. Body. And God says, you know, the spirit they cannot touch. The body the enemy will hit, but your soul, mind, will, and emotions. And that what is needed right now in this hour. That's what's going to be needed for us to be able to rise up and to be able to do the work of the Lord. Um, there are 16 demonic strongholds that I want to get into in a minute. Um, but I want to take a second here because there's something I just triggered on. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because of what happened in the garden, the lust of the eye has drawn in a generation. I, in uh, the book, I teach and I talk about um, where we are at, like the statistics in pornography will make you want to weep. Children from eight and nine years old at this age right now, their minds are seared by a seducing spirit that has seared their mind. It's like a burn that's scarred within them. And there is a lust. 
So they saw, like back in the garden, there was a lust that came in. And after a while, they're eight and nine years old. And I'm not talking about a few kids. I'm talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of children. These are just in a matter of states. This isn't just America. I'm, I'm talking in a, in a region that there are children eight and nine years old watching pornography, um, becoming, sad to say this, but they are, they're becoming offenders and they're offending other kids and, and other boys and girls. And, you know, it's, it's wrong on any and every level. But when pornography, which is the demonic and the sex, because there's no fill of that lusting of that, they just have to have more and more and more and more mirror. And can I tell you, the only thing that's going to transform them is the word to get them delivered and to get them set free. Many of you know me, know that I go into fairs and, you know, uh, bars and strip bars, and I've done a, I go into pornography conventions, and I just go into the darkest of the dark to bring in the light of Jesus Christ. And we have seen more people set free because a lot of people that are selling their souls right now do not want that. They're waiting for someone to come and bring hope to the hopeless. Uh, seven, seven years now this year, um, I went to my first fair, Folsom Fair, in San Francisco, California, and it's three days, it's allowed to happen, and it's in the open, and it's all sex. And it's so unbelievable what is allowed, the debauchery, the filth, the darkness. And the light of Jesus Christ has to be brought in here. And so God had called me to go in. And in our very first year, we had a tent. And um, in that tent, you have to understand, there were people coming in that had no clothes on because it's all on the sex. And they're weeping and crying under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It was like being in that tent of meeting. And God was starting to move and breathe in them. And so you have hundreds of thousands of people doing the darkest of the dark and God was shifting and turning things in the spirit. And that, that day we had 23 people come and give their hearts to Jesus. I mean, we had, we made sure we had green cards, got them put into churches. 23 of them were brought out of the darkness into the light. And the Lord said, it's Psalm 23. I am their shepherd. See, when God calls you to go, you know, you need to go. So he shifts us in. And I want to say this right now is that I want to pray, Father, I want to thank you right now that the light is going to start to increase. It's going to start to move. It's going to start to breathe um, within your sons and daughters that they have kids that are dealing in the pornography, husbands or wives. And we just speak light and life in the name of Jesus. So needless to say, we have an epidemic right now in pornography, and it has literally eaten um, into so many homes. I have had to deal with so many, um, including ministers, sadly, where the enemy has come in. All it takes is that one time, and a lust of darkness tries to come in, and it will. it's destroying marriages. It's destroying children, and but that's what Satan wants to do, and that's the importance. I want to take a minute here because I want to go jump it right now into the uh, media. Um, it, on Netflix, there's a, a TV show. It's been out the last few years. It's called 13 Reasons Why, and it takes you on like a little journey, this young girl who commits suicide, and she leaves like little clues like a treasure map to find her and to find out why she did what she did. I cannot begin to tell you 
how many kids have committed suicide after watching that. The first I knew of was in Colorado. I love some of the nations have totally banned it. Um, they will not allow it to come into the nations because children were wanting to commit suicide because it looks like a game. And um, so I was thinking, I was like, um, also though, not just with 13 Reasons Why, but there, there is a, another show that's coming out. It's called Kitty Pornography. And um, to, um, but it, it comes off a cartoon that's already out there, so they're adding on to it. Because I do work in the um, the rivers of, if you will, the LGBTQ, God has called me to go in there. You see, when I came out of such darkness, um, when he called me to come into the light, I said, well, Lord, my job is to go back into the darkness because you came for me and I want to go in and get them. And, and so I just kept thinking, I was like, because the innocence has gone. And with these television shows that are out there, like there's a book that just came out. It's called The Two uh, Santa Clauses. There are two men of different color, which is not why I'm saying this, but just to give you the analogy. But there are two men. The two Santas, the two men, they're married and they're homosexuals. There is no Mrs. Claus, but they have children. So when um, someone brought this to my attention, I said, well, you have to go back into Genesis 1, and God said to go and to create, you know, to, to rebirth. So a man and a woman can go and populate the world, uh, but you cannot have two men have a child or two women have a child. Even in uh, Romans, all throughout the New Testament, it talks about the homosexuality. When you go back into Sodom and Gomorrah, um, that when they were running into um, this one place and, you know, the angels were there and they wanted to give their daughters, the men who had their home wanted to give their kids to the people in the streets because they wanted to rape and rob and pillage them. That's where the mindset is. And so we have so succumbed. And it's like, it's like people, not myself, but many Christians, even Christians have so succumbed and said, I just had this recent conversation last weekend with a pastor and they go, well, well, in our church, everyone is welcomed. I go, absolutely. You know, and they said, no, you don't understand, Angela. We have no problem um, having the LGBTQ. We don't care if they're lesbian or gay, homosexual, bisexual, transgender. We don't care about any of that. And I said, oh, I don't care about that either. I said, but here's the deal. Um, I'm not taking ownership of it. If they want to come in and hear the word of God and get set free and get delivered from that spirit, then that's awesome. And they go, oh no, we embrace everyone. And there were all these doors of the five-colored rainbow because in June, every year is Gay Pride Month, and it's just exploded worldwide. I mean, it's everywhere in every little city and every town. People want to make a mark. And I just kept thinking, Lord, when Good Morning America, which is an America television show, it's worldwide, I'm sure it goes everywhere. Um, they had a young boy dressed. I think he might've been seven or eight. He's so flamboyant, he's got makeup. And he is dressing as a drag queen. Um, and this is who he says he's called to be. We have children everywhere that are boys that be, said, I'm not supposed to be a boy. I'm supposed to be a girl. In some nations, it's legal at 13 and 14 years old for young girls to have their breast cut off. You may say, well, Angela, this is a little bit much for the DVD. Uh, no, 
it's nothing. It, because we have got to start making that. We got to start releasing a clarion sound around the world that we are the body of Christ. We are the church. It is our job. And Ephesians says that we have got to step in and take our authority that God has called and given us. And I just kept thinking, one. There's a few TV shows out there like Lucifer. I think this is his fourth season. We all know he's a fallen angel, but he comes up out of hell, and he ends up becoming. He helps a detective. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. I watched it because I have to pay attention. My job is in deliverance ministry. And so no general goes into any battle without knowing their enemy. And I need to keep up on this. Do I want to? Not really. Is it my thing? No. But all I have to do is see something for a few minutes and I already pick it up. By the Holy Spirit brings me the revelation. And I'm telling you, this show is the filth of the filth. But then I jump over and I thought... I like shows like Anna Green Gables. You'll probably go, really? I go, yes. There was a time of such innocence. But they've just introduced the LGBTQ to Anna Green Gables, where there's a woman now coming in who's a lesbian and is accepted. You can't turn on TV. I can say, as I am an American, and every TV commercial has families but then they always make sure there's two men with kids or they always have uh, two women with children. And so they're like bombarding you, bombarding you. It's like a big sale and they subliminally are putting this into the heads of everyone. So even Christians are going, it's okay. Um, everybody's welcomed here. Um, before we had closed out our church years back, because after 18 years, the Lord said, you have to shift. And we did, my husband Larry and I, and everything changed then, and we knew God was on the move. And so the Lord says, someone must stand up now and be a fierce that will not be reckoned with. And I will never compromise Jesus Christ, because a little leaven again will leaven everything in the kingdom of God. But I believe for some of you out there that you have your kids are listening, your children, they are watching. I just turned on the TV the other day, and in a cartoon, there was a circle and it was uh, the satanic symbol and the kids, the children, because all in the networks, the children are doing incantations. And um, in Washington State, uh, years ago, they just started it, but it's after school satanic programs. We were the first one. And I did Kids Club Child Evangelism Fellowship, you know, like almost 30 something years ago. And I was bringing kids and training up kids. But now there's after satanic programs. And one of the billboards says, don't ever be bullied in school again. Some of the billboards were like, you know, teaching kids how to do incantations. But then when you have the TVs and the movies out there like Harry Potter that have theme parks that are designed. So when they raise their little wands, they raise these wands up and all of a sudden lights come on and all these things start to happen. And the parents are like, isn't this so wonderful? Our children are so excited because, and then I'm like, are you so foolish? Because your children have just stepped into the demonic. They have just opened up themselves into a demonic portal. And now the enemy's going to start to come and flood their minds, flood their minds. And as parents, we have got to watch what they're watching and listen to what they're hearing and start putting limits on things. You know, God says in Proverbs about spoiling the child or get the rod. And I'm not talking about beating your children. I'm saying that you have got to draw a dividing line and say, you know what? There are areas in our life starting today that have got to change within our household and the music that's being listened to. I still think it's amazing how I had to, it took me like 40 hours when I first got saved. 
kid you not, to be able to remember one Bible verse. But something that happened 30 years ago from a movie or something or a song, I remember every lyric. And I used to think, why is that? And the Lord said, because your mind had been seared. The enemy had lied to you and twisted to you and said it was okay. So I feel like today as we um, do this, but it's like we have got to draw that line right now and say enough is enough. Thank you for joining Angela Greening for her War Room podcast. You can discover more about her ministry, books, and DVD resources at AngelaGreening.com. Visit her on Facebook and Instagram. Please join her again next week as she continues to share what God has given her.